Okay, I'm an old Grinch, okay? But there is so much that this time of year, of, of this time of year that comes out of the darkness of, mine's man, of men's mind. It's been developed. It's been put in there. It's been brought in through whatnot. And so I think it's important that as we embrace this time of year, we do so with the focus and the reality of, of who he is and, and what he's done. And one of those things that I, I find interesting is the study of what so many people call the epiphany. How many know what epiphany means? One, maybe? Two, two. I, okay, you got two. Epiphany simply means, and it's not in your notes, I'm just giving it to you. It means blazing, shining forth of light. That's why this is referred to at this time of year as an epiphany. And, and what I'd, I'd like to do is I'd like to share with you on the Magi. That's, that's what I refer to them because I'm going to, in just a few moments here, read Matthew 2. But when I start talking about Matthew 2, most people sort start thinking of like the three kings or the three wise men. I mean, all of our children's plays has them in there. You know, they're bringing their gold, their frankincense, their myrrh, and their hummus. So, I mean, what I'm asking you to do is, is to, as we read it, listen carefully. Seriously. This is the only time that this is ever mentioned in the Bible. So, I would like to take a, a moment and just read through the story together with you. Now, I am reading it from the American Standard Version, not the King James or the NIV or the Amplified, because that it specifically uses the correct word from the Greek, Hebrew. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi. I, I know a lot of your Bibles might say wise men, but Magi from the east, okay, from the east. Now, that would be today from the regions of Iraq or Iran, maybe even pushing up towards Russia, to be honest with you, or even India, but definitely in the areas of Persia in those days. But it would be really the land of Iran. So they arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? In Jerusalem, uh, uh, for we saw his star. Everybody say that with me. Saw his star. We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. Well, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of, of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, Beth, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he went and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east, went before them 
until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to their gra- to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their country by another way. Let, let, let me share a little teaching this morning on this. Because this is the beginning of what I would call radiant light. All through the Old Testament, this has been prophesied. And, 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 that, and that was, this wasn't only for the Jews. This was the light that should be for all nations to all peoples. Goes all the way back to Abraham that through his seed, what? To him all, all, all nations, all families will be blessed. This is the beginning, right at the birth of Jesus. So what I want to do is go back a little bit. Now, uh, please listen very carefully as you go through the notes. And as I, I, I give you some, some things here, because the Jews, how, how many... Do you realize that the name Jews comes from the name or from the tribe called Judah? And, and, and by this time that we're talking about in Scripture, no one can really tell who's who in the terms of tribe. So they all accepted the term Jew. And that came about about 500 years before the birth of Christ. So for about 500 years, they've been referring to each other and others as well as Jews. They, they were Israelites. They were Jews and had what we now call the Old Testament. Now remember, you got to remember, they're, they're scattered among the nations. You, you remember that, correct? I mean, Babylonian, Assyrian had taken the ten tribes, and then after that, Babylonia comes along, and they take not only Assyria and the ten tribes, but even Judah and Benjamin that are left. And they carried Israel. This is the, well, I won't get into all the why or the strategies behind what they did, but they would carry Israel in bits and pieces. They, they took them captive and they would take them to the east. When they captured them, there was a purpose. They would take them to the east. They took them first to Babylon, as well as many of them, from going from Babylon then into Persia. They carried with them the scrolls of the prophets. Now, we don't talk about this much. You don't hear about it much. But here are a group of prisoners of war. And they have nothing but the clothes on their back, but their leaders are carrying the scrolls of the prophets. And one of those prisoners of war was a man by the name of Daniel. Okay? You remember what happened to him? Daniel was placed in the University of Babylon. And Daniel would increase in knowledge and so forth. And when he graduated, he joined a group of persons that the Bible has translated wise men, but the word is the same as this one, 
he joined a group of persons known as the Magi. The Magi. He became one of the leaders of the Magi if you read all of Daniel, okay? In fact, I don't know if you realize this, but there are chapters in Daniel that are not written in Hebrew. They are written in the language of the Babylonians and of the Magi. You, I don't know if you've ever thought of Daniel as being sort of like the, the bridge in between, but he was. He knows his God. And now he's part of the Magi. And he's passing all of his stuff that he's written to them on to them because they were studiers. They loved to study. They're, they're not believers, but they're interested in studying this kind of stuff. So again, they're scattered across the east. They have, they have with them the holy books of the Old Testament. And in that is that of the prophets and their prophecies and the prophecy of the coming Messiah. You know, honestly, they're, they're fascinating as Jews. They, they really are. Because they're, they're a weird bunch. I mean, they had an invisible God. Who has an invisible God? I mean, surely everybody has a, a, a little God and you stick them up on the shelf and you can see them, right? But these people have an invisible God and he talked to them. And he liked them. He entered into covenant with them. See, I'm saying this to you because these things were talked about all over the East. The Jews, they're, they're strange people. Who doesn't enjoy a good rack of barbecue ribs, right? So the, 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 the Jews in the, I mean, in the East, well, in the East, they also built synagogues, okay? What's in a synagogue? Nothing. Just the invisible, I mean, there's no idols, there's no pictures, just the holy books, just the invisible God. They were the talk of the town is what I'm trying to bring across to you. And then the rumor of the Messiah, it was called the hope of Israel, one who is coming. The hope of Israel, the one who is coming. So this word Messiah, you got to realize it had an expectancy of the Jews that sort of spilt over to their neighbors because they all talked about it. It, it was a, a vague idea to their neighbors. They didn't have the history that the Jews had, so they were basically in the dark. It, it, they were basically in darkness, and I call it the darkness of a lie, yet there are these shouts of light that the Jews left behind them wherever they were. And, and, and that, that shout of light, if you will, these guys, the Magi, would know about these shouts of light more than anybody else. Not because they were, were, were that interested. It's just because they were students of that kind of thing. 
And like I said, Daniel had been one of them back there. So we have them. The Magi who came to worship Jesus. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not speaking to people that don't know better. I, I know you know better. I mean, from a standpoint that, you know, there's there, there is a difference between the story you grew up on, right? You know, there, <laughs> there's nowhere in the scripture where there is three of anything. Three gifts maybe is where it comes from. Three kings, three wise men. And the kind of gifts they brought, you need half an army to, uh, to, to pay for them. So you have gold, you have frankincense, you have myrrh. You couldn't have chosen more expensive gifts. They're not kings. Whoever said they were, that's my question. It just says they came from the east, does it not? And I will tell you, that wasn't a star. And it says they came after Jesus was born. They weren't at the manger, which is what most of our manger scenes portray in the plays. In, well, in fact, it says, what does it say? They went to the house where Jesus was. And also the word used for Jesus when it was spoken to the shepherds. I mean, in the Greek, it's very, very specific. They were told a newborn baby. You will find a newborn baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. These guys, it says, that A, they went to the house and B, to a child. I'll say it again. It's two different words. A, a newborn in Greek, and, and I mean, it means newborn, but then you have here they, a child, which in the Greek, that word child, which is a totally different word, means a two- or three-year-old. And he's in a house. So obviously, when this takes place, they're in a house. Now, I don't know whether they bought the house or they were renting the house. They've been there now for at least two years. They didn't go back to Nazareth. I don't know why they didn't go back, but maybe it was the scandal of Mary being pregnant before they were married. I, I don't know. Wise men? No. I mean, it's an okay translation to a degree as far as the title is concerned. But Magi is the word, and Magi is, if you do any search into those times of history back there, their history is full of these Magi's, full of them all over the place. They were like, I, I'd call them eh, I call a guild. How, how about the word guild? They were a guild of priests, which had to do with their religion, really, honestly and truly. All the things they did, they were locked into astronomy. They were, if you do any, 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 any you know, history on this, incredible astronomers. I mean, this is far be long before any telescopes or things like that. They were incredible astronomers in their, in their knowledge of the astronomy. 
when they studied the stars, okay, they would lay on their back on the ground all night. So all they could see was the sky. And they'd watch the stars as they come across the skies. And they would take note and blah, blah, blah. And they, but, I mean, that's what they do all night on the ground, on your back, looking up at the stars, watching them move across, charting, riding, doing. However, they also studied astrology. They studied the signs of the zodiac. They also, and I think this is very interesting, they had also cut the sky into parts to say that whatever happens over there is to do with the people, with that nation. What happens over here happens is, is to these people. What happens over here is something changes in the sky. It happens, it's about these people over there. So they had the sky uh, split up into parts, and there was a quadrant of the sky that had to do with the Jewish people. Unfortunately, they even dabbled in, in sorcery, so they were known as magicians. I mean, powerful men. These guys were powerful men. They were also very wealthy men. They believed in one God, and they called that one God Wise Lord. They believed that he created the universe. I can also tell you that they were herbalists. They were naturopathic doctors. The way they explain life was interesting. The way they explain life is that it goes around and around in circles. Around, and, and I can understand that because of the moon. They'd watch the moon come up and go back down and then come back up and go around and come back down. And so, you know, their months were set by the lunar calendar. They said, that's life. To them, history went around and around and around and around. That is, there was no point to it. No ultimate meaning. It, it wasn't going anywhere. It just went around and around and around. There's no goal. There's no end. These guys are lost in their darkness. I hope you understand what I mean. They're lost in, their, in total confusion. But they think, they think this is the truth. And these are the, the guys that picked up Daniel and the prophecy, or I should say the prophets. They picked up the manuscripts that they had around and they studied them. Please understand me, they weren't seeking after God. They believed that they had God. They were just going about their business. They're studying the stars, and they're studying all the mysteries that they had created out of their own head. <laughs> so they studied not only Daniel, but they studied the other religions as well. They'd watch the stars in their own, what I would call, deep spiritual darkness. What gets me here, and what gets my attention here in Matthew, is that God loved these people. He didn't tell them they were wrong. He didn't tell them they were going to hell. He loved them. 
And, and they weren't, listen, I'm going to be very careful with what I say. They weren't seeking after God, but God took the initiative of love and reached out to them to bring them to Jesus. The light that shone to me is a light that originated in the heart of God's love for a people who had no interest in pursuing God. We just often think of his story. We don't think of what is all behind it. I want you to think about it. I mean, honestly, it's just another night, right? Go out there, lay on your back, settle in for the night, get yourself a looking at the pretty stars up there, and as you're, 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 you're just going to, to, you know, gaze across and watch them go across the sky at night, they had no idea that this night is going to change their life forever. Now, <laughs> I love this. Out of the sky, he didn't send them a prophet, right? I mean, they, they probably wouldn't have listened to him anyways. Oh, here, you need to hear this word. God says to you, thus had an eye. As, you know, no, they would have. God called them, and he called them from the sky, not with a voice. There's no voice going, my God. He's, he's got to get their attention. So he gets into the place which is their obsession and sends out a little message, a little message that blows their mind. What they saw and saw it in the, con, in, in the quadrant that was reserved for the Jews, they saw it. And, and hey, hey, please. This isn't the story of a star by any means, but a blazing light in the sky. I got no other word for it, to be honest with you, especially if you're talking about back then, what are they going to call it? I mean, it's a blazing light that had never been seen before. So something has happened in that quadrant in the sky. God, friend, is getting into what they believe and talks to them in a language that they actually understood. So the only name they could think of was what? A star. But what they saw was so far beyond any astronomy that anyone had ever discovered. I'm going I'm, I'm to say it to you. It was the glory of God. The light radiant that God is. I, I don't know if you realize this. I don't know if you saw it as we read through it. I tried to push that over. But many of the words used in Matthew are the same words that would be used for the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night. It says... And the star went where? Before them. And then it says it stood over the house. 
where Jesus was. Hello, somebody. I mean, if I came to you and I said, friend, there was this incredible star and it just stood right. It, 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 it actually, it, it caused me. It went before me and I followed it. And I, I came to the place that it stood over at Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. This got out of the sky. This is, well, this is no star. Uh, do we all agree on that? It's no star. It got out of the sky and went over them on top of them. Okay. I believe that what they saw that night, that blazing light in the sky, is what the shepherds saw the night that Jesus was born. When the sky was filled with the glory of God and the angels singing glory to God in the highest. I believe that that reflected in the sky all the way over to where these guys were. They're seeing that night, that light, that same night that Jesus was born. And they saw the glory of God in the sky. You're saying it only came to the shepherds and to the Magi? No. I mean, let's face it, they're, they're totally confused. What, what they're hearing but, but don't realize is that it is God saying, and I'm going to you know, put what I just said on hold. Let me get on with this. It was God saying, I love you, and I'm coming to where you are, and I'm going to take you where you cannot even begin to think or imagine. But that's not how they saw it at the time. Now remember, the, these guys are lost, right? And they were wrong in everything that they did or thought, to be honest with you. But listen, lost means something that's precious. So much for, so that I'll, I'll make... I'll, I'll move heaven and earth to find you. They were lost, yeah. But God calls lost precious. God calls lost precious. Listen, God seeks us where we are, not where we're supposed to be. He doesn't go, now when you get here, when you get over to this place, when, you, when you've gotten yourself to this place, then I'll talk to you. God never talks to us about where we ought to be. Should be. He always, it's always about where we are. He joins us where we are and says, now, we have a straight course home now. When we say God loves these people, lost magi, lost sinners, lost thieves, lost adulterers, lost this, lost, they're just lost. You don't have to define them by the outcome, just they're, they're lost. It, 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 when we say God loves these people, I had better define love because what goes on 
in this world, you'll find they, they talk about love in this world, do they not? We just need to love one another. Everybody get together. You know, it's like, yeah, you need to love you, no matter who they are, no matter what they are, no matter what they come out of, even unconditionally love them. However, they never mention Jesus. Interesting. They can talk about love and never mention Jesus. Again, please, please listen. God's love is not, you know, patting these pagans on the head and, and saying, I love you guys, you know, you know. Now, look, that's not what I mean when God says that he loves the lost. Love is abstract. I'm sorry, love is not abstract. Love is very particular. When God says love, he spells it J-E-S-U-S. God, listen to me carefully. God cannot express love except through Jesus. Let that sink in for a second. Let just please let that realization come that God cannot express love. Ex- Look, okay, when we say the word Trinity, Right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's a word that means, Trinity is a word that means that the Father is in the Son. And the Son is in the Father. And, 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 the, and, the, and the Father and the Son in the Spirit. So the Father's in the Son, the Son is in the Father in the Spirit. Now, which means, understand this, the Father can never work in independently of the Son. They're, they're, they're one. The Son can never work independently of the Father. They're one. That, uh, no way. The Spirit never shows us anything other than what the Father says and does, and what the Son says and does. Three distinct. Each one I can call God, but the Father is not God without the Son. And the Son is not God without the Father. The Spirit is not God without the Father and Son. I hope that clicks for somebody. That's why Jesus is called the Word. Whenever the Father spoke, we hear Jesus speak. He's the word of the Father. And the Holy Spirit takes that word and puts it into us. One God, but the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And and therefore, the Father, never independent of the Son and Spirit, just loves. And whenever the Father speaks, whenever the Father speaks, you hear Jesus. He is the Word, the revelation. He's the expression of the Father. Therefore, when the Father says, I love you, it is Jesus' 
boy's idea. And when the father says, I call you to my love, he's calling us to Jesus. And when I say Jesus, I don't mean some disembodied spirit. I mean the incarnation God, God who became one of us because he loved us. He didn't say where we ought to be. He came to where we were. So God's love came and lived inside and still lives inside our humanity. Still with a body like our body. He came to where we are. Not to agree with everything we're doing, but to meet us where we are. That's huge. Somehow these, these guys, these Magi knew that. I don't know how. I, I don't have a clue. Except the prophets had spoken of Messiah. A person. But they called it, they called it his star. Religion calls it the star of Bethlehem. Whoops. No. They said his star. That glory in the sky that they saw somehow told them it's a person. And it's a person who is God. Because they got their gifts to go and they told Herod that they came to what? Worship him. They didn't go to meet the latest king. They said, we have come to worship him. And they got all of that from the star. You know, you're all familiar with Luke 15. It tells us one basic thing. I, I, I call it the theme of chapter 15 in Luke. And that is that the seeker goes to where the lost is. When you lose something, right? What do you do? You go to where you lost it. Oh, okay. I mean, the, the shepherd goes to where he, he lost the sheep. Looks where she lost the coin, so forth and so on. I don't know about you, but to me, <laughs> that is such a relief that when I am at my worst, when I am at my most stupid, anybody ever reach the level of stupid here besides me? Do you realize that God is perfectly at home there? The incarnation, the incarnation means that God is at home with me in my darkness, at my worst. He sits down and says, we're going to start right there, right there. He doesn't bring up my past. He doesn't condemn me about my past. He just sits down with me and says, we'll start right here. He delights in meeting us where we're not afraid of him. Even though we may be going crazy. Remember Moses? 
Anybody remember Moses? Wow, you're that old. I didn't even know that. Okay. Well, Moses, he's tending his father-in-law's sheep, right? And he's out there on a place called the Sinai. And it's not unusual. I mean, do you realize that in the summertime, it gets to be 120 degrees there where he's shepherding his sheep? And it's not unusual to see a a bush break out in the flames. It was common, very common. And so it's as he's walking along, it's no big deal to Moses to see a, a bush go poof. And God says, he'll not, he's not going to be afraid of this. Moses is walking along, and as he does, there's a bush over here that goes poof. No big deal. He keeps walking. And then you remember, he turned where? He turned to the side to see a bush burning. Because the leaves on the bush were still green. That drew him. Again, God comes right to where we are. The burning bush was no accident. It was for Moses. And he got right up to the bush. As Moses creeps to look at this bush, he gets closer. And then God goes, boom. Did say hello, hola. <laughs> but Peter, how about Jesus filling his boat with fish? Who was Peter? A fisherman. Stars in the night lights. This was their expertise. And here's here's the thing. Like I said, you really think it only showed up for the shepherds and maybe the bad guy? No, no. I believe that others would look at it. And see it and say, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, wow. This star drove the Magi crazy. Because they knew the stars and they knew what was supposed to happen. I can see them. Just buzz, 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 buzz. You know, buzzing around. Johnny, get up. You know, you saw people watching the stars again. Look, look at this. You know. I don't know if any Magi's were named Johnny, but you know what I'm saying. This star drove, I mean, I believe honestly that they were the first Star Trek series. I I know. When I wrote that down, I said, am I really going to say that? But here's what I found. Is that behind the familiar, God comes. He comes to us. He attracts us. And listen, God who is love, by his own nature, cannot manipulate. Love can never dominate. Love can't force. You know what love does? Love can only draw you and arouse your desire. Love can only draw you and arouse you and arouse in you desire. That's what happened to these guys. They wanted to follow the baby. Whoa! You know, and it's click, 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 and oh, oh! They've got to know. It's aroused something in them. And and as a result, 
of arousing, drawing them. You know, something has happened within Judah. And they knew enough about the Jewish scriptures to say, it's the Messiah. It's the Messiah. Therefore, it's his star. Let me say this. God loves us when we're wrong. As messed up as we can be. And when we're lost and walking in darkness. These guys are going to trust and experience in a trusting. And and and, and they and they don't understand. They don't understand, but they're not being called to understand, are they? But to respond to what they see. Trust is responding to what you do see. Respond to that, and God says there's more down the road. But that won't happen until you trust and respond to what you got now. Unless you trust and respond to what you got now. Wow. You know, I, I share with you that I, I get up in the mornings and as I'm going about my stuff, God kind of got a song in my heart. I call it my song for the day. God, God has a playlist that he gives me. And and so, you know, I, I love worship and I, I do my thing. This morning, I'm, I'm wrapping my head about the message, the teaching here. And I get up and the song that I could not get out of my head. All I want for Christmas is you. I'm going, God, please. I can't even come to your message here with this thing. And he says, that's my wish. All I want for Christmas is you. And he said, tell them. That's why I'm telling them. I'm not telling you because otherwise I... When he talks, I like to keep it to myself. But he said, tell them. I couldn't see the star, his star. And tell them all I want for Christmas is you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your message. Thank you for your love. I get blown away the deeper I get in and the more the Holy Spirit reveals and I just stand awe, in awe, mind blown. When all this begins to sink and come together and gets explained in ways that I've never even begun to imagine, it just reinforces there's a deepness that's there. There's a reality that is in the world I stand in. It is in darkness, but you have made me your light that I might shine. Light doesn't condemn. Light reveals. 
reveals by its very own nature so that what is exposed is exposed and seen. So God, I pray that this morning there is a trusted to experience what's being seen this morning, what's being understood, what has never entered their mind before, and realize that you come to where they are. You come in the midst of who they are. Reveal yourself. Whether it's in a burning bush, a boat of fish, or whether it's in the backside of Persia in the valley of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, I pray that you here this morning, God has shown up in your life. He is speaking into your life, and he's telling you that Holy Cross is you. In the middle of who you are, has nothing to do with who he is, has nothing to do with who you are, everything to do with he, who he is. He is love. And he's in this place because he loves you just as you are, not as you're supposed to be. So I ask the question, in your heart this morning, would you respond? Respond to what you're hearing of him? Would you make room for him? And let him be what he came to be for you. Please get rid of any religion that binds you up as far as rules and regulations of what's supposed to happen, what you're supposed to do, what not nothing to do with that. God comes to, to you right where you are and says, rely on the great force of love. So if that's you this morning, and I'm asking you, I, I really am, you know, I, I'm not here to try to embarrass you. There's no place in the Bible where it says to believe this or Anywhere, you know, it's something that, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of developing here. But it's something I kind of lean towards only because I recognize it creates a force, not just in my head, but in my whole life. That when I say yes, I put an action on it. I, I've made choices my whole life. How many of those actions stuck because I said I made a choice? And when I put an action behind a choice, 
things change. If you're here this morning and you're saying, man, I can't put an action in my purpose. I'm glad to say yes. you turn that action with just an upraised hand right where you are. I, I just want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Others? Honest to you. thank you for these lives that have surrendered. Something right now has transpired. What they did didn't cause something to wait until I prayed. That choice caused something in them now. <laughs> Which is you joining in them and them joining in they have been <laughs> saved. They've been joined to the Father. They've been joined to the Son as the Son is in the Father and Father. The Son, they are in them. And Lord, if they're quick, those are not quick. But right now, there's an overwhelmingness. Today, I make a choice that says, I trust and respond. Lord, I pray that you'll continue right now to surround them, love on them, reveal to them that you'll open their eyes of understanding, that you'll surround them with mentors and influencers to teach and guide, that you'll allow them to not only become a part of, but to rise up in and know that you are Lord, for every believer in this place, every single believer in this place, let, I pray, what's stirring in them realize that there's more down the road, but it won't happen until they trust and respond. Everybody said, amen. Can somebody give God praise? Yeah. Now, would you, would you mind standing with me? Because i got about 20 minutes more I need to go. Now, you know what I am going to do. They're getting ready to do some worship here. I'm just going to simply open these altars. I'm going to say this first to those for those who said, I'm, going, I'm, I'm trusting and responding today. I, I'm going to ask you in just a moment, along with others that are going to be coming, for us to find that place 
what place? Well, we got all this open room, and I get very lonely up here. They moved all the other trees out because it's called the spitting zone. Because I spit a lot, you know. Just kidding. You know what these are? These are spaces for us to get along with God. That's what they are. We call them an altar. That's a whole other message, fire falling on altars. You know. Anyways, we would ask you to step out from where you're at, to join others that are going to be coming up, and to just spend some time with him. Now he's wanting to talk to you. He's going to talk to you where you are. You don't have to be in any certain condition for him to talk to you. He will talk to you in your own place. In his own way. Let me make this challenge to believers too. God's wanting to take you further than you've ever been before. How many can tell that this is only message one of a two-part message? There's more that happens with the Magi. There's something else really powerful that takes place. That's for another time. Right now, it's time for God to do some powerful things as we trust Him and respond to Him because there's more down the road. So friend, guess what? It's early. You're not getting out like this. Don't get all excited. And let God lead us right where we're at. Let's find that place of prayer, shall we? Let's find that place of prayer together. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Because of this one home. 